New Thought Media Network. We are a global broadcast network of positive music, media, and entertainment. Inspiring humanity's evolution along the journey of enlightenment and creating a world of love, peace, empowerment, and prosperity for all. New Thought Media Network. Positively inspiring. Welcome to Ministers Talking Sh a weekly program where Rev Briz and Rev Z and their guests chat about current affairs, world events, spiritual principles, and any old sh they want to talk about. Based on the new thought philosophy and ancient wisdoms, Ministers Talking Sh shares a visionary perspective of the evolving spiral called spiritual living. Join us each week as we explore the emerging paradigm of life on planet Earth and beyond. And hello again, dear ones. Rev Briz with you over here. Rev Z right here. And we're a couple of ministers talking shit. We do this every Friday morning here on the New Thought Media Network at 7 a.m. And uh, today, get ready, folks, because we're talking rock and roll, racism, and the NFL uh, all in the next 30 minutes. So if you've got a seatbelt, buckle up. This is sure to get good uh z let's jump into the nfl first and foremost today um there's a couple of names people need to know and may have heard and may not know the first one is brian flores the second one is hugh jackson uh yes. help us help us are we witnessing truly the racial reckoning of the nfl well you know i i kind of have asked a question to a couple of friends and um the question is, is Brian Flores the Colin Kaepernick in the coaching realms of the NFL? Mm -hmm. And for those of you who don't know, uh, Brian Flores has put a class action suit in against the NFL for discrimination. Uh, and in that, uh, he also makes a, a claim that the owner of uh, the Miami Dolphins came to him with a monetary package of a certain amount of money for losing games so that they could up their stake in the draft picks. Uh, and then, you know, that caused a lot. And, and then shortly after that, a couple of days, uh, Hugh Jackson, who was the coach uh, at uh, Cleveland, Cleveland Browns, yeah, Cleveland Browns, uh, said that he was presented with a similar type of situation and you know the question is will there be more now there have only there's only been uh 12 black head coaches uh in the nfl period so yeah. uh and and you know some of them art shell tony dungy if we look at some of the old ones mike tomlin is the only one still around but lovey smith is no longer there marvin lewis uh herman edwards dennis green i mean so some of these have, have made a transition. Some of them are, are in other areas, coaching in college football. So, you know, we'll see if any of those come in, those that are still still alive in coaching. But it, it it's going to be, I mean, when you look at NFL 
and the money involved 32 billionaires, a, cons a, a, a consortium of billionaire millionaires. Uh, I mean, just right now, Denver Broncos was named in that thing as a lawsuit right. as one of the plaintiffs. And right now, the Denver Broncos are up for sale for $4 billion. That's with the B dollars. And <laughs> according to the rules, 30% ownership of the team has to be owned by one person. That would mean somebody would have to put down $1.2 billion to be that main investor. And so okay. here we go. So, so okay. Beyond the $1.2 billion, right? How many black men or even black women in, in the United States have enough money to buy, to, to be in the running to buy that team? Uh, th this to me just sounds like another old white boy club. Nope. You, 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 guys, you boys can play for us, and we might even let some of you coach. And every once in a while, we'll put one of you in a suit. But to hell if any of you are ever going to own a team. Now, 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 there are only a few blacks that are able to do that. Um, uh, and one of them, oddly enough, is uh, Johnson. I forget his first name right now. He's actually from Denver. He's a financier. Uh, he's the gentleman... Uh, and I should smack myself for not remembering. He's the gentleman that paid off all the school loans uh, at Morehouse for all the students graduating, uh, I think, a year ago, two years ago. But he has enough money to do it because he's worth about almost $7 billion. So he could do it. Um, Bob Johnson. Bob Johnson. That's the game. There we go. I knew it was Johnson. I couldn't remember the first name. Um, but he he has enough to do it. I don't, but other than him, I don't know. I don't know if Oprah has enough. I don't know if Jay Z or Dr. Dre. I know they got some billions, but I don't think they got that many billions. I just did a real quick Google search. According to the USA Today, Robert F. Smith, six billion. David Stewart, three point seven. Oprah Winfrey, two point seven. Kanye West, one point eight. Michael Jordan, one point six. Sorry, Michael, it'll ruin your bank account to do this. You'd be broke. <laughs> Jay Z, one point four. Tyler Perry, one uh, one billion. Um, they do not have, uh, current numbers for Bob Johnson here. Um, so, you know, there, I, the he, I heard, I heard he's about six to 7 billion. Um, so there, there's USA Today's top seven black billionaires. I don't see anybody on that list. that's really, is going to want to buy a football team either, to be honest. But, 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 but Johnson, Bob Johnson being from Denver, he's a Denverite. Uh, and and seeing that there are no no black owners ever in in the NFL that I know of, he would be a one who could get. Now that top seven you got right there, if they could form a consortium, they would have enough money collectively to do it to buy it. Yeah. Right. You know, Bob Bob could come in with one because one if he's got six million, one point two ain't gonna hurt him. I mean, theoretically. And he has experience. He was at one time the majority owner of the Charlotte Bobcats. Ah, okay. Again, quick quick Google searches, folks. I'm not sure if that's baseball or football or basketball, but basketball. He, but he has but he has experience in owning sports franchises. Yeah, I, and so and so does Jordan. 
All right, let's let's start a movement. I want the Broncos to be black owned, and I want a local black billionaire to own them. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see how this unfolds because, as always, you know, because the here's the last piece on the NFL thing with Brian. Brian was up for two head coaching jobs. He was in the running for two head coaching jobs. Right now, you know, one might say he's probably tank that, right? Um, because when he filed against the NFL, he's going against not only the NFL office and the commissioners. It also indicts all of the owners. Right. And the owners yeah. have the last say of who is the coach of their team. So his yeah. coaching career in the NFL uh is probably well, short-lived. I I would have to imagine it's over. Uh the the owners are gonna feel pressure from the league. Yep. There's no question about it. And the yep. league's gonna want this guy gone and silenced and erased. You know, folks, it's interesting. I did a, a quick scan today. NFL scandals in the news, NFL in the, the NFL, right? They're really good at whitewashing their Google <laughs> because nothing, <laughs> nothing. I even put in NFL class action lawsuit and nothing showed up. So the NFL is actively whitewashing this story from the internet. I'm pretty sure they're going to try to get rid of Mr. Flores when this is yep. over as well. Yep. Brian, thank you for standing up. Thank you for being a part of the solution. You know, folks, we're never going to learn about these things and we're never going to be able to make changes in these areas unless we're aware of what's happening and what the truth has been. Yeah. Bl black coaches have been passed over. They've been used as a checkbox to uh, to allow white owners to claim some sort of diversity. Um, and black men are no longer putting up with it and coming forward. Yeah, and that uh, whole Rooney rule, has, you know, that's one last thing. That's another thing he's bringing to front is the Rooney rule, which uh, Art Rooney came in and said, look, you got to start interviewing some, some African-Americans for these positions. And so with Brian Flores, they have some text conversation where um, Bill Parcell, oh, not Bill Parcell. Um, Brian they, Belichick. Brian Ch Belichick uh, was texting him saying, congratulations, Bill. I mean, Brian, on getting a job to coach the giant, uh, no, yeah, giants. giants, but it was it was another Brian who got the job and they brought him in and interviewed him after they had already decided to give it to somebody else. So, you know, there's the whole thing of, are they bringing these guys in just to check a box and say, yeah, we did that, but we're not going with them. I would like to see this go forward just to see the evidence, whether, whether, whether he's truly justified or not. I want to see the evidence on this. Yeah, uh, he he yeah. claims the Bron he claims the Bronco front office showed up late, um, and, 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 and obviously had late. yeah obviously had been drinking late into the evening. <laughs> uh, is what they say. Uh, however, it is I, I would really like to see what the tr evidence is, and I think the only way that's going to happen is if this goes to a trial. Yeah. So, and it, and it probably gets settled and won't. All right, next door. <laughs> <laughs> Rock and roll is starting to stand up again. Uh, folks, if you haven't heard this story, I think uh, you might have been living underneath a rock this past week. Uh, Neil Young, longtime rock and roller, decided he'd had enough of Spotify platforming Joe Rogan. Now, if you're not familiar, Spotify has pretty much built their future of their company on Joe Rogan. They've given him an insanely 
uh, expense, uh, an insanely lucrative exclusive contract. Um, and Joe has been known to really push the edges and walk out on the skinny branches. Now, he made an apology uh, claiming or stating that he uh, he likes to bring on opposing views. And perhaps the episodes everybody is upset about um, are because he shares opposing people who have opposing views. I watch enough to recognize it's not just the people he has on. He slides a lot of little things and little misinformations into his commentary left and right. But rock and roll is still stood up and said no more. And uh, I, the list just keeps growing and growing. Joni Mitchell, uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, uh, Neil Young, uh, all kinds of artists just keep jumping. Our India RE and other artists continue to say, we're we're with Neil. Either stop this guy from spreading disinformation, specifically around health issues, or we're pulling our music from your from your platform. And if you don't know, folks, the artists don't make nothing on that. <laughs> don't make nothing. Sorry, the artists the, the artists make so little for what you pay to Spotify. Spotify is by far, and I have had this opinion for many years, taking incredible advantage of artists, taking incredible advantage of small and, and up and coming podcasters, and they're making big money. And the owner said in a private uh, communication that was released that Joe Rogan is central to the future of their business. I hadn't heard yeah. that. Essential to their, their model, exclusive content. Um, and that's what they're betting on, that they can make money because Joe is a polarizing figure and they're the only one that that's the only place you can listen to him. Wow. Is it time to silence Joe Rogan? Is it well, time to let know, Spotify? Is it bye bye Spotify? I, you know, I'm a Spotify member. Um, and so, you know, I got to go. I, I knew that all of this was going on. I hadn't dug deep into it. Um, I know that, that you know, uh, they had given this guy uh, some hundred, uh, hundreds of millions of dollars for his exclusive stuff. But, you know, the challenge is going to be how much are we going to affect them? Now, what's going to happen? I'm going to have to cancel my membership maybe. I mean, that's where it really going to get down to. Yeah. Um, you know, is that is that the case? Because you also saw on the music rock and roll thing uh, the other night. I, I didn't see. I was watching it and then I turned the program off because I don't. Well, I was just thumbing. But Ruli Giuliani was on this song on this program. They got the mass singer and Robin Thicke and one other person who was a judge. When he took the mask off and they saw who it was, they walked off the stage in protest or walked off the show in protest. And all that to say, especially with Spotify now, we're looking at music, and I just mentioned that because it's in the music realm, right. that artists have always led, if you will, these kinds of movements, civil rights movements. They've always been at the forefront. Now, they may not have led it, but they've definitely been at the forefront of bringing their awareness to people to say, look, we have to begin to be more forthright. We have to begin to be more, uh, to stand up more, for things that are humane and 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 right and and deny all the craziness. So it's gonna be an interesting battle, you know. 
uh pandora may get some new members here pretty soon <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i will be straight up i'm not a member um i have their free account um i've taken it off my computer uh and truthfully i never li i i don't like somebody telling me what i should listen to next so i'm never really big on these predictive i'm not big on pandora or any of the predictive music programs i like to pick and choose my own music if you will uh so and i say that even as we run a radio station that just tells you what you're going to listen to next but <laughs> there's it just seems like there's just such a fine line now um spotify has said that they will put disclaimers on any episodes that may talk about covid 19. but folks i think this i think this reveals an even bigger concern that it's not just about covid it's the insidious creep of misinformation in all areas. It's yeah, yeah. It, it's it's the questioning of science. It's um, it, and I don't think it's healthy skepticism. <laughs> it seems like it's skepticism for skepticism's sake, simply for numbers, listener numbers. Now, 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 you know, you you spark something there. So, excuse me when, when when someone gets on one of these programs and start talking about the critical race theory uh, on one side or the other of the argument or 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 start talking about racism on one side of the other that's inflammatory that's incorrect um what are we going to do there or what are they going to do there um you know and 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 you know, we did a program a while back and maybe we have to do a part two of of the disinformation and and the uh, and the uh, and the waning away of truth in terms of how it's predicted or how it's presented on news media, because right now with the high tech, you can sway anybody with all kind of false thought by doing a nice slick media campaign. Right. And that's just what what in my mind, to a degree, by giving Joe a platform to spew his 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 ideas uh, with a nice front spotify and and so forth and so on he can be slick enough and give you information and if you're not curious you will believe it right right this statement right um i'm not going to read the whole statement it's filled with all kinds of stuff um it all looks like to me backpedaling oh no 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 you know eh, don't don't look behind the curtain don't and it feels like Spotify is I wouldn't be surprised if you watch Spotify move away from music completely and if it mm. just becomes a podcast platform. Wow. I would not be surprised. Artists are be, feel they're being taken advantage of, they're not being paid properly or adequately. Um, and they're creating a propaganda platform there. That's nothing wrong with that. Let them do it. But let's not pretend that that's the place to get our music if that's their bigger agenda and mm -hmm. it seems pretty it seems pretty obvious they're not all that worried about music the the ceo even says this is this is nothing he's you know losing these artists is no big deal to us wow joe wrote he's he's doubling down and standing behind joe rogan wow <clears throat> you know folks it's a crazy crazy world we we live in uh there are days when i don't believe what we're talking about I, there are days i can't understand uh how because from our perspective or my perspective i know z and i agree a lot on a lot of this stuff it's really hard to look at this and see a world that works for everyone 
when you're actively promoting and platforming someone who actively shares disinformation and is aware of it. I have to believe, again, these folks are way too smart. Joe Rogan isn't some dummy. He's way too smart to not know what he's doing when he throws these veiled conspiracy theories and veil and and promote and lets people promote iv ivermectin sales on his programs mm -hmm. or other or their platform. Mm -hmm. All right, before we get out of here today, though, I think we do have to talk about the big star in the news this week. Mm -hmm. See, it seems like once every five, six, seven years, Whoopi Bolt Goldberg. I don't know if she doesn't feel relevant or, but she goes and sticks her foot in her mouth so far down. It feels like she's eating her own kneecap. And she did it again this week, claiming the Holocaust was not about race, that it was about man's inhumanity to man. Uh, went on the Stephen Colbert show later in the day, in the evening and doubled down on those statements. And, uh, and then later retracted and apologized for those statements, was then suspended by her network. And now there's a big, huge outrage and everybody's saying that we're canceling Whoopi. Mm -hmm. um, do you see this as cancel culture? Woo! Boy, you put me on the spot on that one. Because, <laughs> you know... That is my job in this show, I, right? Yeah, I know. God, no. <laughs> You know, it, it it is and it isn't. <clears throat> and I and I'll, I'll say this: it is cancel culture because we've gotten so used to people uh, making statements or doing things that that does not sit well with some powers that be, whatever it is. And as opposed to dealing with issues, as opposed to talking about the 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 thing at hand, just just cancel it. Right. Let's right. just act as if it doesn't exist. It never existed. I mean, you know, a, a controversial one was they they canceled Dr. Seuss. Right. Uh, um, that was a, a few months ago. That was the thing with Dr. Seuss books. Um, and so I think. In a way, they are trying. Some people are trying to cancel Whoopi, but people have come out on both sides. But there are a lot of credible people and that, you know, or whatever that means. But there are a lot of people who know Whoopi at a personal level. I was, I was, I did, I was shocked when I saw Bloomberg, uh, the ex mayor of uh, New York came out and supported her saying, Hey, I know Whoopi personally. I don't think there was any ill intent or so forth to that. But <clears throat> I think, I think that the, for me, the real challenge becomes, and I think what Whoopi was, trying to get at was today modern race deals my, mainly with color as it's being defined and used today right as opposed to ethnicity which uh the jewish people are looked at as an ethnic group in a lot of senses uh, although i know hitler said that they were a race that he wanted to get rid of and so when I so I was like, well, what is the difference? I had to go look up the difference between race and ethnicity, and they're relatively the same. Right. They're talking about location. Ethnicity kind of puts a location thing on it, but it can still talk about the characteristics of a people, whereas race talks about genetics kind of thing. And so it gets to be a slippery slope 
which is part of the challenge with the English language, um, when these words mean almost the same thing, but they start going divergent in how they're used. So mm. I, I think, and I'm not whoopy, and and you know she can stand up for herself, but I'm thinking she meant more like an F, the ethnicity of the Jewish people as opposed to the race in her mind, looking at color. Mm. That would be All my right. There we go. Absolutely. Thank you. And um, I want to draw a little bit of distinction. I personally don't see the Dr. Seuss experience as a cancel culture. I don't think anybody canceled Dr. Seuss. What is I think, <laughs> well, well, the publisher, the publisher simply said, we don't see profitability in these books anymore. And the people that own the material simply decided not to put out the material they own anymore. Mm -hmm. So if I offer that painting over my shoulder for sale and somewhere down the line, I decide, no, I don't want to offer that painting for sale anymore. Was I really canceled? Now, people are trying to cancel Whoopi for this. And I mm -hmm. think the one thing I heard that I really, really am impressed about was, and I forget where I saw, heard this, was what if we turn this away from cancel culture and turn it into council culture and you know a two-week suspension in Whoopi's world is probably nothing number one number two if it is about the ego and and about her rep this is a great two weeks as um as has been suggested by the suspension itself to go learn a little bit more about what she's talking about mm -hmm. and we've talked about that I believe she's more than intelligent and capable enough to understand and to recognize what the statement she made, what it would do and what it would create and what kind of conversation and an uproar it would either that, or she's really not doing her job and she's just letting shit fall out of her mouth. And, and you know, and, and I hear that, you know, and, and, and we know, again, I don't know what be personally, but given, given, uh, in the past, and I'm not putting any intent on her or anybody on that program that produces it, I know people do things, say things in these arenas to bring up things for discussion on a national level. This will be, an, especially during Black History Month, this will sure. be a, a conversation that will really begin to have people go to the next level of conversation and, and understanding of what it means to be human, with different characteristics, different skin, melanin, and different uh, uh, cultural um, presentations and what that means. Because that's what we, in my mind, that's what we're looking at. Because yeah. you said something earlier that, that, um, that we use these things to categorize and we know categorization uh, is used to simplify and has it gotten so far that we simplify too much and we start throwing these terms around to simplify but they only cause confusion yeah you know, yes I, <laughs> I mean ethnicity right so sudan and ethiopia are right next to each other in africa but the culture and the ethnicity of ethiopia is slightly different from that of sudan yeah. But they they look pretty much like the same person. If you look at them, you don't. I mean, 
how do you how do I start di- di- differentiating other than I, you know I can say Ethiopian and Chinese, <laughs> but I mean right. We we have to begin to be more specific. I think where it's needed in general, where it's needed. If we want to classify humanity, all right. Well, humanity is made up of every person on this planet. But yeah. I, you and I are different. Me and you know the next person are different. So it becomes it becomes a challenge. Yeah, and it'll be it'll be a fun ride. <laughs> yes, um, and I will give it up. You said something there that may you know. If Whoopi did this intentionally, if she walked in that morning saying, you know, or if she's like, I need to get this out there into the world. This is something I, I, I would have anticipated a different venue than a, a comment in the middle of a, the view. Maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong. And maybe that was completely intentional. And, and she went out there to make a point or to start a conversation. I will say I have benefited in my knowledge over the past week by being exposed to this story in various ways through conversations with you through conversations with others um Mm -hmm. through some of the pundits in the media i put a link in the chat box for you folks um streamyard doesn't let us chat out to every destination so if you're not seeing that uh then come find me and i'll get it to you but there's a great uh short two-minute interview by a gentleman uh david uh It's on the independent out of the uh, independent um, news organization out of the UK. And he does a great explanation of what's happening here and why some people see uh, why some people say you couldn't be possibly be racist against Jewish people because they're white and others that say, well, just as you're talking to Z, there is both a genetic and an ethnic racism that we're dealing with in our world and both of these are things that can be healed both of these are opinions and perspectives that can be changed uh and we can do that work so i think that's part of what our work is about this week yes yes it's going to be a great great black history month because we're gonna we're gonna get to look at humanity at a deeper level on all levels with this with this kind of a start heck we're only on the fourth day here we got a lot 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 more to go (laughs) A lot more to go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey, folks, and that brings up a perfect opportunity uh, to give a little plug for one of our newest programs here on the New Thought Media Network. It's Black History Moments, a daily inspiration and prayer for racial healing. Uh, myself, Reverend Z, a collection of ministers, I think we're up to like seven or eight different people now, um, are sharing uh, brief three to five minute videos on with a story or something we believe uh, you would benefit by knowing about black history and a prayer for racial healing as well all in three to five minutes you can find them across across the internet on our youtube page on our facebook page all over the place so um please check those out and please feel free to share those with your friends uh let people know what we're doing here on the new thought media network before we go today i do want to make sure we get a chance to say thank you to the people that make all this happen, our sponsors. Please join me in a moment saying thank you. Thank you, Center for Spiritual Living Denver for your continued support. Thank you, Center for Spiritual Living Midtown Atlanta for your monthly contribution. Thank you Center for Spiritual Living North Jersey for your monthly contribution. 
and please help us welcome Ohm Center for Spiritual Living in La Mesa, California. Thank you for your monthly donation. Thank you Center for Spiritual Living Seattle for your most generous donation. And a special thanks to Hecklin Foundation for your generous technology grant. And Suze Ajit, thank you for your very generous donation. And a big shout out to all our committed donors. And if you would like to become part of our committed giving program and get your name on our movie, please head on over to the website, ntmedia.org, click on the donate button, make a donation on a monthly, on a monthly, on the monthly tab of any size, and we'll get you in our committed giving program. And, uh, and you go a long way to making sure that this network stays on the air. Thank you for being with us. All right, before we go here today, uh, Z and I have been throwing around this idea. We'd like to get your input on it, folks. We've been considering uh, extending the length of our program to an hour and perhaps moving it back a little bit to 10 a.m. Mountain Time uh, on our schedule. And we'd love to know what you think about that. Should we extend this program, make it an hour long? Should we move it a little bit or keep it to a quick half hour here in the morning? Uh, we generally run over, so <laughs> that's why we're considering this. Please send us your feedback, minister talk at ntmedia.org. If you have any stories you'd like us to cover, guests you'd like us to see have on the program, or again, give us your feedback. Should we go a little later and a little longer on Fridays with Ministers Talking Shit? All right, until next week, I'm Rev Briz. Let's uh, do a final thought and get ourselves out of here, Z. Yes, sir. I, you know, I was thinking about that. My final thought would be for everyone: let's go do some study. Let's 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 start studying and finding out more information about these topics and issues and things when they come up, and and maybe even start some some action groups to have conversations about it, so that we can begin to get our own knowledge and verify what other people are saying without just following them in a social media climate. Mm. Amen. I'm not even going to try and follow that. I'm going to say I'm going to say thanks for being with us and we'll see you next week. Until then, peace. Peace. And thanks for listening to this week's episode of Ministers Talking. We'll be back again next week with more commentary on current affairs, world events and any other our ministers want to talk about. And if you found value here, please share our with your friends. Until next time, peace and blessings.